Welcome to Oakright's podcast, In The Frame, episode 11. In The Frame is trying to answer all the questions that you, the self-builders and custom builders, may have about constructing and designing your dream home. Today we're going to be talking about custom build, and I'm here with Simon Jones at Webbs Meadow. This is a custom build site that Oakwright's worked on and are still working on. We were away one weekend with some friends who said, why don't you build a house? And it had never occurred to us that it was a route that we could go down. And the size of your house is? It's 183 square metres. It was nine, ten months of, of really challenging, but it was fun. And satisfa- satisfaction of building your own yeah. home. I'm the guest of Simon Jones at uh, your lovely house, Orchard View. Welcome, Tim. Simon. Nice to see you. Great to be here. So firstly, really, I was thinking we should talk about what is custom build, because historically, everybody knows about buying a house. A lot of people know about uh, the the self-build, how to go out designing and building your own home. But custom build, it's slightly different, and it's probably something that you probably didn't really uh, know about to start off with. So I thought we'd sort of start off talking about how you came to self-build. What was your journey, Simon? When did you first think about building your own home? Well, we knew nothing about custom build. Um, we actually started our journey by wanting to just move house to be closer to our daughter who's in uh, Gloucester. Yeah. So we were looking in the Gloucester area just to buy a house, but we couldn't find the right property. No. Um, and we were away one weekend with some friends who said, why don't you build a house? And it had never occurred to us that it was a route that we could go down. No. Um, so we, uh, we spent most of that weekend looking at little YouTube videos which were taken from the TV of various build programs Uh, and that's how we started our our journey. And I think I can remember a long time ago meeting you at one of the one of the self-build shows, I think, yourself and Karen. I can't remember which one but I can remember having a chat. In Birmingham. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started off going to, we went to the self-build centre at Swindon. Yes. And we did a few of the shows. We did uh, not Olympia, Excel, uh, Excel, yes, yeah. uh, Birmingham, and um, we started uh, first of all looking at some of your competitors. Yes, um, if I dare say it, people like Potton. Yes, yeah, um, but different style of house, different lovely, style, lovely house, yeah, but yeah. a different style, different way. Haven't yeah. got the oak framing, but yeah. timber framing though, yeah. timber stud. It framing. was it was valuable though because we uh, we put ourselves on a couple of their courses, and that gave us a bit of background as to some of the pitfalls that we should look out for yes okay that's good and um i suppose then really back because that would have been a few years ago now wouldn't it uh 2018 yes yeah and we had been really looking at developing rather sites for oak rights where historically we've always built one-off bespoke self-built houses for people and then we felt there's another side to the market which is the to take sites and uh create plots for people to build and then custom build is starting to has been starting to come online which has been great being backed by the government so that's absolutely ideal the government would like to strengthen and enhance the quality of the the, the built environment in the uk where we lag behind europe where in europe lots of people build their own home whereas here like you say it's something people who are able and are financially able don't really consider 
no. very, very often. We always think we're just going to go and buy a house. So, so really, the, today's uh, talk or, or podcast is about custom build. So what is custom build? How does that vary from the, the standard building plot where you would have arrived with Oakrites and we would have gone out, hunted down a plot, possibly a bungalow to knock down and we would redesign and then we'd build your house. But custom build is where we will take on a site and develop the individual plots. They will normally tend to be larger than plots that you would see on a, on a track development, but there will be some smaller. We will work on, a, on our plot passport of the, the style, of the general style of the houses, and then we will work with customers like yourself, to uh, build and design and build build the house or the individual house. But within custom build, I think we need to discuss, there are different um, variations of custom build. Some companies will take a site, gain the planning, and allow you very limited variation to the house that is that has gained planning. Now, that does have some advantages in that it's game planning so you can get on and build. Then there are other companies who will go almost the opposite direction and allow total customization under the form of the plot passport. And that really is where Oak writes, because coming from the background of total um, custom build, as in self-build individual houses, we felt that for the plots, that what we should go for is giving people the... Um, giving people the opportunity to really design their own home and that's where you come in yeah so how did your process work for you well before we actually discovered this particular site uh, we spent many many days in the car driving around the country looking at various websites and plots and our initial uh, uh, thoughts were we wanted to be part of a community uh, and every time we found a plot they tended to be you know upper lane quite remote and my wife didn't want to go down that route no. um so uh, eventually we uh, we looked at various plots in the herefordshire area and we discovered webb's meadow um and obviously there was a choice of plots available none of them had the ideal house on for us no. um so we we uh, ultimately we decided on this particular plot uh took the design threw that away and started again from scratch yes so let's just talk about the purchase of the plot. So you, we have a plot to sell, or you might be purchasing a plot from a, a person to build your um, self-built house on. But in this case, so we had the plot here. We had a lawyer, and you would have your lawyer. Yeah. How would you say that process ran, and what advice would you give to people on, on that front? Well, we had, um, we'd sold a number of properties, and we went back to our solicitor who we'd use for a number of transactions which makes sense yep and um uh she was very very helpful but said look you know we have a specialist in-house who looks after land sales right. particularly for this type of the transaction so uh and i think they they do look at it differently how differently i'm not sure I'm not sure of the intricacies yes. that are involved but uh uh they are very they, they look they look at it from a completely different point of view um and it always seems to take longer than any of us anticipate doesn't it and we have found that um still in this country the purchase of plots and certainly now the, the idea of custom build 
is still quite a new thing and a lot of solicitors don't really um it, it is new to them yeah as it is to the whole industry yeah. so we're offering a product out to the the, the building or the, the purchasing customer which is slightly new and different and then i said likewise for solicitors the actual process of purchasing that that plot to then go ahead and either gain a mortgage on and to build build a house on afterwards is different mm -hmm. and i think we are still finding those challenges so if there were lots of questions yeah on your purchase of your plot but lots of questions on every plot from every solicitor yeah i mean most solicitors i imagine i don't know what the figure may be but say 95 percent of them yeah. are used to just doing standard con you know conveyancing yes um and it is a bit different it is as you say a bit new so i think to the advice to the uh customer coming in to, to buy a, a, a plot is it is probably going to take we feel that buying a house takes a long time yeah so i think probably buying a plot is going yeah. to take a little longer isn't it yeah i would say so it, that, yeah. you know, there's, there's always something there yeah. and, and it can just come down to it being new to the solicitor mm. who we're dealing with yeah. um that will get easier as time goes on yeah i'm sure it will yeah we started uh, the process in the middle of 2018 and uh, in the july we just we found the plot decided it was the right plot for us um, and started the legal process which actually took through to uh, took us through to February 2019 yes so the two were running side by side the design of the house and the purchase of the plot and I think if you remember Tim the design that we came up with for this house you felt that it was a little bit smaller than the the existing yes. uh, plans that have been approved so we felt quite comfortable that we were going to get the planning permission uh, but each planning authority has its own sort of time scale and uh, locally here it's maybe a bit longer than normal i think uh, <laughs> yes. can we not say that well <laughs> absolutely all planning, I think we've gone through the, the, the COVID situation, but all planning takes, every year seems to take a little longer. It very rarely ever runs through smoothly. So the process there, what we went into really was we'd work, working with, with yourself, Simon, was to start to put the planning application in. We had planning for a house on the site. Mm. You chose a slightly smaller house, so really along the same general style. Mm -hmm. but a different shape to fit how yourself and Karen would like to live. So we were confident that we regained the planning, the revised planning consent, but also running alongside was the process of actually buying the plot. Now you could say that's at a slight risk because you, let's just say we had not gained the planning consent. Well, you'd have spent time trying to gain the planning consent on a plot and then then you would, um, you would not have... Uh, purchased the plot but you would have spent money on a design that you did not would not go ahead and build because you could decide well this isn't for me but if you the other way would be to say well I'm going to absolutely get the plot purchase under my belt and then I'll go for planning or I will get all the planning in in place and then I will purchase the plot but I think it's good to proceed with the plot purchase along the same line so that at the end, hopefully the ideal situation is you just about gain planning permission for your new home mm. and then the plot is ready to purchase. Yeah. All the ducks are in a row for the purchase yeah. of the plot. We did have the insurance, though, that we could build the house that was already approved. Yes, absolutely. So it wasn't as if we were buying a plot that we couldn't build on. No. 
So we, we gained the, the, the purchase. And I will say from a, a company point of view, um, it always takes longer to bring the sites to a point where they are ready to sell than we ever think. It, it, there are lots of little, every site seems to have its own little legal situations that need to be ironed out to get the site into a position to, to create those service building plots for the custom build process. So we've gone through, we've, uh, we've uh, gained the planning, which um, and we've purchased the plot. So at that point, then we need to know, we now have a, a design that we can start to calculate the cost of construction, how much oak framing or how little oak framing. How did you find that process? Once you got the, the planning and you'd, you, you'd purchased the plot, what was the next stage then for you? Can I rewind just a little bit? By all means. Um, during the, the legal process, our uh, solicitor was very um, mindful of the fact that we were buying a plot that had no services. The yeah. intention was to have services. Yes. So uh, that did take a little bit of time to... We had to convince our solicitor that yeah. they were coming. Yes, yeah. I remember that. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point because yeah. some, again, you, in, in starting the, the, the site, then we go to the utilities to bring the utilities on board and, and get the services onto site because you are purchasing a service plot. Mm. But in all fairness... It, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. It didn't. The services were on their way, yeah. but they weren't here, were they? And we could have waited, I suppose, to have purchased and not go through until the services were absolutely all ready at the... Um, at, the, at the boundary of your plot, but that would have been a bit of a wait, wouldn't it? Because it was, I uh, think we built almost with no power, didn't we? We, we built with no power, we didn't have water, yeah. we didn't have any sewage, no no electric, or, there was nothing. No. It was just a greenfield site. And the power came at what stage? When, where, where did we, where we started got the to? build in uh, April? We got the planning permission in April 19. We started the build in the May. Yes. Frame came in the June. Yes. Uh, we could have moved in maybe at the end of that year, end of 2019. Yeah. There was no electricity. Still no electricity. Still, yeah. still so we actually moved in in April uh, 20. We have found, I think, moving forward with with uh, with projects as we go, that that is one of the things you have to get on with very early is getting the 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 um, the power and the um, utilities on board, and that has been. Uh, uh, a challenge it was a challenge here and there are a number of reasons i can't remember exactly what they were but it did take a little bit of time to yeah, bring we together needed a road yeah and all the all the services bringing yes. in which was a a separate build all in itself what we have found i think is going forward with with the sites is that you can never give enough time to getting the site ready and i will say that in our enthusiasm probably back back then was to um you know, everybody was enthusiastic. Everybody was enthusiastic about buying plots. Was to hey, let's let's get on and sell the plots. However, we've realised that you need to spend time doing the footwork, getting the sites absolutely ready, and it does always take us a lot longer. So that's that's very interesting. So we'd got, well, we hadn't got the services. We got the planning. We'd purchased the plot. Then we we're on to the build. Yeah. And tell us about the process there how did that work for you the actual build process well yes i think yeah, the, the going through we've got the design haven't we we've yeah, chosen we've, the design and style of the house perhaps we should describe that talk about the design yeah we style knew that we what size of house we wanted yeah. um obviously that ties in with the, the, the overall budget that you have that you want to and the size of your house is it's 183 square meters 183 okay yeah, so, so a nice sized yeah. Four bedroomed. Four bedrooms, yeah. Two en suites. Lovely. And then we have a sitting room, 
kitchen, Dining. Karen's craft room, room yeah. yes, lovely. Utility and... And semi-open plan. Semi, yeah. We did have uh, a few, quite a lot of discussion about that because I wanted to try and make it more open plan than yeah. it is. Um, I think it works well, though, doesn't it? We're in a lovely, lovely sitting room here, yeah. wood burner. You yeah. can, I can imagine settling down here for the day. Mm. So, um, yeah. so let's go back to the, the thinking about people who are watching the, the, the podcast or listening who would like to learn the process. So I've, I've got my plot. I would like to say on plots now they will have the services there. Yes. <laughs> not, not a plot that should have services. Um, and then how do we go ahead? What is the next stage for the custom build customer like yourself? What was the next stage? You've next got stage for us was to find a, a contractor. Yes. Who, uh, uh, moving to a new area, not knowing many people. It was uh, chance conversations in pubs and uh, you know, really just trying to find out who were the best people in the local area to work with us. Because you were, there's a number of different ways, aren't there, then of progressing. We can offer the full turnkey where Oakwrights are managing the project, looking after you all the way through. And for somebody who perhaps doesn't have a knowledge of construction and or doesn't have the time to construct or look after the construction, that, that can work very well. It, it, is, it does have a cost. It does come with a cost. Mm. You were... Uh, semi-retired retired retired yeah so had the time and the wherewithal you'd 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 actually bought properties before and renovated and yeah we'd done a little bit and the extensions and things yes. like that so we had a little bit of building knowledge but tiny yes uh, we've learned a lot during this process absolutely yeah. so you chose the route of manage self-managing yeah so then taking on the the the, the contractors subcontractors and looking after the management of those people yeah. yourself so the oak rights package here was then the oak frame uh, or should i say the architectural side the planning the building regulation drawings the um, oak frame the encapsulation and almost sort of to a dry shell in a way yeah yeah, yeah. dry shell except the walls yes yeah. and um that's um, except the masonry work yeah. on the outside, yeah. the covering, yeah. isn't it? So the walls were on, the roof was there, and then and, it, and ready to move on. And then at that point, so you had found a contractor. Mm. Um, we um, we will normally mention or recommend contractors who we've worked with in an area, but quite often uh, a customer can find somebody they get on with, and I think that's very important. It is important. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So you were renting locally. Yeah, locally in Kington. Yes. Yeah, for the uh, the period of the build. And your contractor, Adam. Yeah, Adam. You found lives in Kington, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, yes. he's in Kington. Which is only a few miles away. Three miles away, yes. yeah. So uh, he's a, a ground worker and bricklayer by trade. Yes. And he has um, a team of people work for him with various skills, carpenters, other ground workers. Um, and then we brought in specialists like electricians, um, plumbers, yeah. people to do the plastering, rendering. Uh, separate company for the roof yes so going back then so we've got we found the contractor um so we, we we can we need to bring everything together so specification so you're going to need specification we've mentioned budget so let's talk about specification how do you go about specifying the fit out of your home and how did that work for you um obviously there's the main rooms like uh, kitchen bathrooms um flooring and you know that side of things but um the, the fit out we 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 had a quite a long period of time where we were 
waiting for planning permission. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time looking at different materials um, so that once we, we, we had our planning permission, we were in a good position to submit all the conditions to the local authority, um, which allows you then to be able to get on with the job quite quickly, which right. is what we wanted to do. And so we've got the, the, the cost of the oak rights package, we've got the specification, and then pulling together the budget. Did you, did you have the whole project, a QS report on the project? No. So you didn't know, so you just brought all the figures together. Yeah, yeah. You got, so you got prices, yeah. put them to the, to the job in hand, yeah. and then worked your way through. Yeah. All right, interesting. It, takes, it does take quite a bit of time, but I think it's a worthwhile and interesting yeah. exercise. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay, well, that's that's good. So then moving through the project, I'm just going to talk about specification for a moment. And really, I, I'm here talking to yourself, Simon, but I, I fully understand that Karen, Karen yeah. who's, who's not with us here at the moment, but uh, Karen would have had a big impact yeah. or a big say in what is the specification, how is this house going Colours to look? Colours and, yeah. looks yeah. beautiful, I will say. Yeah. But going through... How did you find it choosing the tiles for the floor, the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedrooms, the fit-out? How, how did you find that, and how did that process work for you? It, was, it wasn't as complicated as we thought. We knew what we wanted in terms of materials. It was a case of picking out the, you know, the colours and that sort of thing. Um, we didn't want it to be too rustic, no. um, so we went for a, sort of more modern stone floor. Uh, all the way through yes um, and uh, originally we were going to have oak flooring upstairs and it all felt a little bit like oak overload yes so we ended up you know that's that's interesting you said oak yeah. overload yeah. I will say that it's a conversation I have a lot where I think you can overdo the oak framing you can well we have the oak frame and I often say to people if you want to really enhance the oak you don't need too much more oak mm. so go for painted skirting perhaps painted or maybe an oak door with a painted architrave around yeah do not is, overdo the oak because yeah. and like you say with an oak floor lovely in certain rooms maybe but sometimes carpet and, and um, tiles or, or a slab can help to enhance the oak frame. So that's, that's right, yeah. So oak, yes. It was, yeah. Oak yeah, overload. Over, <laughs> yeah, that's what we called it at the time. So we ended up putting a, a Cardine-type product down. Yes. Yeah, in oak. <laughs> in oak, okay. And um, so Karen would have worked with you or worked on, on how she would desire that, that yeah. the home to look internally, yeah. yes. Yeah, so. And you mentioned um, underfloor heating. So you have underfloor heating, ground floor and first floor? Yes, yes. on both, yeah. Okay. And it's something which is, uh, it really, really does work well. We're very, very pleased with it. So the underfloor heating works well. The insulation on the house is working very well. They're very comfortable. Um, we've spoken about underfloor heating. Choice of kitchen. Yeah, kitchen, we wanted something which was sort of contemporary, but yeah. uh, not too um, country, um, just to try and find a balance. Just between it, the two. Yeah. just Almost that country contemporary feel. Yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. Good stuff. So we've gone through that, and uh, but interesting that you, um, I must admit, I thought you'd gone for a QS report on your house, but you actually built We up. saw some figures from a Durndale, an old Durndale. Ah, right. Yeah. That's right, because this yeah. house was along the lines of a Durndale. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but we didn't actually get a... a, a no, um, didn't, get it, didn't have a measure on no, this house. No. Interesting, because that is a service that we do offer, which we do find works quite well for people where we'll do the full measure, 
full specification and then we can build the price up and scare everybody to death before we start yeah, off that's right and then uh, sort of do some value engineering to bring the bring the cost back back in line but i think from your experience previously you had the confidence to be able to bring things together yeah. and get that yeah. and going back to the budgeting we're now sitting in a, a lo lovely home here all finished how did the end cost work out in relation to your budget as you started off it went over can you believe yeah, that tim i don't believe that has <laughs> never happened before <laughs> did it go over by very much though it wasn't a huge amount but as it, a percentage um approximately about eight percent on the total including land and oh, everything right. yeah so that's that's good yeah. uh, you normally say to people that you need to allow a contingency normally yeah. say allow about a 10 percent yeah. contingency so really if you say if you give a budget and a contingency you came came within contingency yeah. so that's that's yeah. good and what would you put that down to were, were there is there anything in the design or construction or fit out of the house you say really we had to cut back on no no so no, that is yeah. having everything think, as you would like it yeah yeah I think if you're going to do a job like this, you've got to do it properly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well. Think things. Um, we got a heat pump. Yes. Which uh, that came in a, a little bit more expensive. Air source. Air source. Air heat source pump. heat yeah. pump. Yeah. yeah. Very popular. Yeah. Okay. So that's running your underfloor heating. Okay. So that's that's good. Anything else that. Uh, did you sometimes you could see there is a, a system where you could be working your way through the budget so if something runs over you cut back on something else did you we didn't do that because did. we didn't want to start uh scrimping on different things where it, you, it would be a, a noticeable difference okay yeah okay so. i understand yeah fine one of the things i'd like to talk about actually is the process of working for and with the customer and um from a from a company point of view it's how we as a company can provide the best we possibly can for our customers but also i think there's a side um it's at the end of each year you look back and you say well which projects ran really well mm. and which projects were slightly more challenging and what i have found is it is people really it's, it's people and approach isn't it mm. i would say most projects have when you're building totally bespoke as we do every house is going to have challenges this this is a prototype it might be a longer style but your home is a prototype and then so that will present challenges i will say it's been a great pleasure working for yourself and, and karen and karen has looked after us so well <laughs> along the way i think she's looked after everybody hasn't everybody she, yeah. On, the, yeah. on the site and um also by you you found adam um we knew of adam but i hadn't worked with adam before but i would say on this site where there are 13 projects mm. um at the present moment yeah he's going to be probably but doing 11 of them i think adam has yeah. done really well yeah and also you 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 would have introduced adam he had had a great way about him so it's about finding the right type of contractor isn't it yeah. who i always say that we when we are working um with any customer it is very very your passion is to build your dream home our passion is to build it for you but there is a lot of emotion 
Mm. There is a lot of emotion along the way, isn't there? Mm. And I think Karen has been really good at helping to keep things gently moving along for the, you know, for Adam, for ourselves as the Oak Frame company, and and, and keeping yourself on track as yeah, well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is the strength, and that I, and I think it is how you get the best out of the project from what you put in, and if you work with people and not you know i'm, I'm talking of oak rights obviously we are yeah. oak, but also the trades people yeah how do you get the best out of your um your subcontractors how have you found that and that what would you what would your advice be to anybody who's choosing to do run their custom build themselves like you have what would you say are the points of most importance to get a good job would you say how to think, automate well, it run smoothly our way we believe getting the best out of people is to work with them and you know no stick, um, you know, a bacon sandwich on a Friday morning and a yeah. cup of tea two or three times a day, you get the best out of the guys. Yes. Uh, that's how we found it as from our personal experience. I think it's the willingness for people to help you, isn't it? And if, yeah. you, if, you, if you work with the, with the team, they're going to always be willing to do that little bit more for yeah. you, aren't they? Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. And I, I've always thought back to the self-build, you can, you can see a project that's on a, dare I say, if it's all built to price, absolutely driven by price, and price is very important, budget is very important, and you can always tell a project where it has been built by tradespeople, perhaps working on a price, but where people are work, the, the customer is working with them. Mm. And, and your job, and, and the great thing, and I would say, if you can be on the site with the builders, that's great. But not getting in their way, yeah. And it's a, it's for doing the running around. It's it's almost like filling in the mortar between the brickwork or the stonework, isn't it? It's it's helping. It's 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 the little bit of um, glue that locks everything together and helps everybody work yeah. together. And that that is where I think it was always good fun coming here and working with you, yeah. meeting yourself uh, and Karen. And uh, so, but there are stressful times. What would you say is what was the most stressful part of the of the build for you? Uh, the most stressful part was the day we learned there was no electricity going to be there for a couple of months <laughs> oh and we were almost ready to move in yes that was probably the most stressful that was a, probably a stressful day for me as well i would yeah. say so. <laughs> i think no just talking about how we um the, the actual overall build i think the one thing or a couple of things that really made uh, life easy for us i think you've got to be organized have everything ready when it needs to come in Yes. So have all your materials and all the things that you need to build your house ready. Uh, so having kit on site on the time that it needed to be there, not too soon before and no delays. Um, that's, that's critical. Um, and the second thing really is, is um, making sure you haven't got too many people on site on the same, you know, we had a point where we had uh, plumbers and electricians here at the same time and if we did it again it would be have them in separately yes i think because you can have too many people on site thinking you're going to push the project along yeah. but it actually it doesn't make any any difference i always remember a day i um i i always go to work every day i've been renovating we've been renovating our house at home for probably about eight years now i think and uh, we're, we're getting there almost there i remember coming home one day and i had 16 people working on the roof uh, all doing all different and i thought hmm, this is a challenge everybody was on top of each other yeah. it was the winter was there we were trying to get into the dry but it was it that was not a great time i will say yeah so it is trying to work out the the 
of a right-sized team, but not not working on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, I think 13 was the maximum. We had seven on the roof. Yes. And then the rest was dotted around the place. I think if they're on the roof, they're yeah, out of the yeah, way yeah, there. Yeah. Really, you can have other people inside. Yeah. And that's a great thing with the, the way of the, the oak frame goes up, the panel system goes on, the panel, the roof panels go on. And you, you do then open up the interior to work on, mm -hmm. and you have still got the exterior to work on as that's well. Right, so you have yeah. different teams in different areas. So it's just not on top of each other. Yeah. With, with Oak Rites, we have the, um, we try and have a, a, a passport for the site that we're working on, and we have a general style. Did you find that within the, sort of the, the plot passport idea, were there any constraints, or did you feel that you could still work? What, what worked for you? Was there anything that you felt worked a little bit against you there? No, I think it, it's uh, the, the plot passport with everything to the site as it is now with the other plots. Yes. It does make uh, life easier for custom builders. Yes. It's uh, one thing that, you know, they've got to get the the power from the point where it comes into the plot across to the building. Yes. Um, and, you know, you know, that's something that needs to be have a lot of expertise to it. Um, and then obviously drains and telecoms and the rest of it, but you're not bringing it hundreds and hundreds of meters and another point i think i've, I've always thought um because we allow you're moving on to your you've bought your plot um on a site of 13 uh, houses you were first mm. so you knew what you were building yeah and we had planning consent on every single one of those plots but we had the uh, situation where total custom build, we would go back to planning, and I think we have gone back to planning for virtually Virtu every yeah, most single of them, yeah, Yes. Yeah. Did that make you feel nervous? And what has the outcome been, would you say, along with the other houses that have been built on the site? I think we've, um, we have some houses adjacent to us where you know, a house that maybe of 220 square meters was originally planned. And they now sits on it a house at 160 meters. Yeah. So some have gone a little bit smaller. Um, one's gone a little bit bigger. Yeah. But generally, it's been things like uh, slight amendments or a sunroom added, or you know, a utility room added to an existing design. Or as in the case of our next door neighbours, we're going to have like a, a barn style house, which yes. will be nice because it breaks it all up, and we'll have a a good variety and mix of properties. Well, I will say visiting the site now as the houses are gently moving forwards i think it's going to be a lovely the idea always was was to try and create this sort of village feel mm -hmm. and i think and so each individual person have added their own twist to the the, the original designs yeah. and um it's it's working well i will say i i it, it was a good feel isn't there yeah and a good palette of materials yes. it's uh, they're all different yeah, I can. All I can say is I hope that all of our custom build projects work out like yeah. this because it's a, it is a lovely, a, a beautiful site. And I think here we have not purchased the site. Uh, we are working with the landowner, so the landowner will still live next door to the site. So in that instance, you've got the landowner, and we've worked with the landowner. They're going to be living next door, and therefore they don't want to have something that they're, they're going to find. Um, unpleasant to look at and i think here we've really managed to gain something that's going to enhance the whole village haven't we yeah i think um that was one of the things that karen and i liked about the site in as much as it wasn't a, a developer who bought a piece of land was selling it and moving on yeah you know this this developer was uh 
made a very valid point that he was going to continue to be a neighbour. Yes. So what, what was built on this site was very important and to him. And passionate. Yeah. yeah. You're passionate about the whole project, which, that's was, right. which was good. Which for, from a company like ours, that's great because two, two ways that we go about custom build projects is either we will, if a person has a site and they want to sell, they just want to sell and move on, we're happy to buy, but we would apply the same way of going about the process as we have here. But then also, we find there are projects where people still want to live. They've gained some planning consent to build a number of houses next door. They're happy to stay in the area. And we will then work with the customer to develop the plot passport and work with them on the people who are moving on to the site and you know, the, the people who are purchasing the plots because it is going to become their neighbours. Yeah, and that's uh, so that, that has been a, 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 an interesting process here and, it has, and has worked well. Yeah. So let's just talk about what, what, time, what is it like to, to have moved from Sussex up to rural Herefordshire. Uh, we're in a little village called Lions Hall. And how, how have you found it? You, you've been here a while now. How are you finding things? We, we love it. It's fantastic. Uh, we wanted to get away from the rat race. There was nothing to keep us back in West Sussex. Right. Um, I think I explained earlier, daughter was, um, is in Gloucester. Yes. So we wanted to be closer and... Um, uh, it's the best move we've ever made. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah. Now, interesting, you mentioned Sussex. We, we build a lot of houses in Sussex. I think there are actually more trees in Sussex than there are here in Herefordshire. Always find it, it always feels like there's lots more trees everywhere, whereas here we are much more a, a farming community yeah, area. So you do get more open, a little bit of rolling hills are very similar, aren't they? Yeah. And then we've obviously got the, the, the Black Mountains and the mountains here. And the village itself... Uh, there will be the pub will be developed. That's we're looking forward to that in in in, in this little village. We get, well, the pub will have a, a cinema. Cinema, yeah. Mm. It's going to have a soft play. Soft play. Yeah, restaurant and um, farm shop. Yeah, so as well as the pub and a restaurant. It'll be a hub for the village. Yes. Yeah. So it, that that now the process here was working that um, the development that we are building all the custom build sites that we're doing are going to allow the the owner of the site to be able to who owns the pub is then going to develop the pub yeah alongside and, yeah so that, that'll be great um when, when that when that comes to fruition yeah and getting to know everybody in the area how have you found that very in? very friendly people yes yeah good so i think um you know when the the development was originally mooted uh there was a lot of support for it because of uh, his plan to redevelop the pub. Yes. So uh, normally with a, a new development, you get a lot of objections yes. from local villages. Uh, there was 150 plus letters of support to the parish council. That's good. So it was... The one thing I would say, and I'm just thinking about and the process of self-build and um, working your way through, because we go for the total custom build that means there is a, a lot of um, thought process goes into that for each individual customer also then you we will some some companies will say we're going to we will build the whole we will look after all the build and I can understand that because it gives gives would give us as the company total control of the whole site and we can dictate what happens when it when and when it's going to happen whereas here we we have we allow the customer to carry on the build um and, and which is your choice that some people are more able than others and if we are building a community 
but it is quite a stressful time, I would say, the construction overall for some people. And I think, though, as time goes forward and the houses come to fruition, it will be nice to see the community coming together more than yeah. when, when people aren't worrying about their build. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Are the bricks going to arrive? We have just gone through COVID, which for us as a company has been very challenging in challenging in that you know, materials get getting materials giving people dates to when we're going to be on site finding out materials aren't coming in we're not managing to get there people being ill with covid and or, or, or testing positive and not being there so you have gone through quite a challenging time so in your process of you building your house you have been building it in for the country quite a challenging time for the company that you're dealing with in in okra it's quite a challenging time yeah. and um i'm i'm looking forward to a little bit more stability going forwards of things being at, back to normal a bit calmer a bit calmer yes yeah. indeed yeah. yes so simon just thinking about it that you know what would your advice be what type of person do you need to be to make a custom build project work or or a self-build indeed what would you say would your advice be to people i think you do need to have plenty of time yeah so uh, anybody who's uh, still in the working world um very very good time management yes. uh, having the ability to set time aside to be able to focus on it on a regular basis because okay. not everybody is able to no. get on site every we were very fortunate we could get on site most days yes um and um i think don't set your expectations too high i no. think you know we see people who are building here now and they get frustrated that it's not moving on as fast as they perhaps hoped yeah you know, you've got to have a You're really... dealing in the building world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always find sometimes we, we, we deal with people where they come from an industry and, and they think, right, we're, we're going to show. We're going to show how this... We're going to sort this building game out. Yeah. And the, the I build... can do it in six months rather than the normal nine. Absolutely. Yeah. And you realise the, the, the way things flow. And if you can run with that and work with the team, it'll probably run a little bit faster. I think if you try driving it too hard sometimes... It takes the fun out of it, yeah. really. I'm not saying it won't be any better or it won't be any worse, but it's it's a, you but need we to enjoy, did enjoy the, the build. Yes, yeah, it was a good, uh, you know, it was nine, ten months of of really challenging, but it was fun yeah. and satisfa yeah. satisfaction yeah. of building yeah, your at own the end. Home. Yeah, because I think there's nothing like at the end sitting sitting in a sitting room here. You have created this house from the design. Mm -hmm picking the materials, working with the team. It is your your hand is on every aspect of this That's home. right, yeah, yeah. Simon, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Lovely to hear all about your build. Um, this has been Oakwright's In The Frame, episode 11, and all about custom build today. So I would like to say, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, if you have any queries or there's anything that you would like us to make a, uh, a podcast about, please let us know. We'd like to answer your questions. And also, if you have a chance, we'd love to see you here in Herefordshire and give you a guided tour of our workshops.